noises. You need to practice to open up John's Cafe. Indeed, indeed. I need a bigger griddle for that. So today we're still hanging out in Ephesians chapter 4, but before we start, uh, this is the anniversary, this season is the anniversary of Martin Luther's trial, when he was put on trial, and they were trying to force him to recant. So, uh, 1517, the Reformation, 1521 spring of 1521, this. And so in the spirit of this, I want to remind you that he nailed 95 issues to bring up with the church on the door of the church. And in the spirit of that, it's time that as a church, we kind of codify and clarify some of our issues with the masks. So I have 9.5 reasons why we need to defy wearing a mask as much as possible whenever possible. Understanding that there are scenarios where we are going to be compelled by authorities in a fashion that we don't have much wiggle room. For example, if there is a reason to fly, you are stuck. You can't get around that. There's some hospital procedures that you have to do. There's some work environments that I think, like me personally, I'm compelled to move out of as quickly as I can. But the Lord has not made that instantaneous, and so I'm going to be patient as I'm working towards that. So there are obviously exceptions, but this is us as a body. We push back against this, and here's 9.5 reasons why we must. And the, the half of one is still a full point. It's still working, <laughs> but it had to be related to 95. Okay? So it's not just a mask. It's the first point. It's not just a mask. We knew it. In fact, I started writing this back in July of 2000. 20 when we saw everything that was being laid out and i just didn't finish it because i really i guess i was hoping that we wouldn't really need to continue to deal with this issue right everybody knew it was a setup for the vaccine and that's exactly what it is all right so it's a setup to compel human beings made in the image of god to kill and sacrifice babies in order to produce a medicine that's supposed to help them, even though we have we debate whether or not it's even going to help, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Okay, it's participating in the worship of demons without even understanding the implications of what's being encouraged and pushed. Okay, so number one, it's not just a mask; it's a symbol. It's a push for a vaccine. It's the symbol of oppression. That. So number two, thou shall not lie. Thou shall not lie. It is a lie to walk around and any normal reasoning human being knows that. That to wear a mask when you're walking around in, pub, in the open air, for one thing, that tells you how much deception is a part of this. It's a flat-out lie. I am not sick. And science, up until three years ago, or two and a half years ago, or wait, one and a, science up until one and a half years ago has said that wearing masks like that do nothing to stop a viral infection. So we know it's a lie. 
So I'm not going to participate in a lie. I'm not going to encourage other people to lie. Thou shalt not lie, the second one. The third one. And this is obviously when you hear the language, you're going to think of Matt Truel and others. But to defy, to defy tyranny is to obey God. To defy tyranny is to obey God. However tyranny looks in your midst, to defy it is obedience to God. Why? Because people are made in the image of God. And we seek to have people live with the freedoms that God has granted us. And if those freedoms get taken away, they get taken away. But we still have a responsibility and a duty to defy because we love our neighbor. So number one is it's not just a mask. Number two, that shall not lie. Number three, to defy tyranny is to obey God. Number four is hypocrisy and false piety. Hypocrisy and false piety. The word hypocrisy is actually from the Greek drama literature. It literally started, hypocrisy means you wear a mask and hide your true self behind it. That's the root of hypocrisy. Here's how Webster's Old School Dictionary defined hypocrisy. Feigning to be what one is not. Assuming a false appearance. By definition, what hypocrisy is. False piety. I'm automatically better than you because I'm wearing a mask and you are not. You want people to die. You are selfish. You don't care. I love, I want, I want to be good to others. Okay? And then at the same time, they'll take their mask off when no one's looking. They'll take the mask off to smoke a cigarette. They'll take the mask off to drink water in public because somehow that magically doesn't happen. They'll sit down at a, at a restaurant and take their mask off. They'll do all these things while they'll take their mask off. Our leaders at the State of the Union, we're all sitting socially distanced and masked and everybody's doing their thing on camera. 30 minutes beforehand, they were hugging and kissing each other without masks on. It's hypocrisy. It's hypocrisy. And we're going to fight against it. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not steal. Yeah. One, two, three, four, five. Number five. Thou shalt not steal. The government's using what the mask represents, which is that we're all going to die if we don't do drastic measures. And the mask is the symbol of it. Because you can't just tell people everybody's dying and everybody's going to get sick. And we're looking around going, no, we're not. But if everybody's walking around with a mask, then we believe. And because of that, they are stealing livelihoods. God calls that you're stealing someone's life when you steal their livelihood. Thou shalt not steal. We are stealing from our children and grandchildren by ranking up debt, destroying our financial economy for the future for a little bit of satisfaction now. We're, we're stealing from our children, and they're going to have to be paying our debts. It's gross. Number six. Love all your neighbors as yourself. Love all your neighbors as yourself. Because of this idea of wearing a mask and everybody's going to be sick, and we have to, we, you have to be afraid of death. So what do they do? I know someone right now who his dad is going to die, more than likely, alone in a nursing home because the, he's going to be on quarantine for 28 days because somebody else in there tested positive for coronavirus. And they're not letting anybody in. And his care is not being done well. And that's just one story. We, those are stories we know. Those are stories we know. 
elderly not being honored, dying alone. It's wicked. Good morning. The, the young, right? The young kids being told to get used to people in masks, not recognizing faces anymore. Kids being told to be afraid and to be trained up in fear. People who work. I want to love the people who want to go to work. It is not good that man does not work. And we're training young people. I heard it from conservatives when this thing started. As the people of old were brave and went to war in World War II, you need to be brave and stay home and watch Netflix and order food to be delivered. And collect your employment. Stay home. That's what bravery was. That's not a loving thing to teach an 18-year-old boy. That's not a loving way to teach our society. Okay. Next. Conditioning and erasing individuality. If you're going to condition people, you have to erase their individuality. That's what you do. That is why people get... You, that's why, you know, um, like in prison and in jail, they want everybody to dress the same. You take away people's faces. Have you noticed when you're meeting, meeting strangers and all you see them is with their mask on, then you see them without their mask? I think their face looks nothing like I envision. Like these students I see. I see these students and I only know them with their masks on. And then all of a sudden I see them like take off their mask to take a bite and I'm like, whoa! Like that is not what I envisioned of you. Right? But because, but everybody looks and acts the same. I saw it in the market yesterday. People were just like this. You know, as they're walking in. They're just... It's racing individuality. There's a reason why God says in this word, may the Lord bless you and keep you and make his face to shine upon you. Why his face? Why does the Bible use that? There's an intimacy and a power in being face-to-face with people. And that's being taken from us. And if you want to kill a frog... You slowly boil the water. And the mask is a part of the conditioning. Because then there's messaging that goes around it. And then all of the things that are happening. And it's wicked and it's evil. Okay. Eight. Eight. It justifies attacking the ecclesia. Now use that word to remind us of why we use that word to talk about our gathering. It's the called out church of God, the ecclesia. That is the Greek word for church. And it justifies attacking the ecclesia. They want to say, you can gather, but not seen. Come on. You can gather, but you have to be, you know, whatever, 25% of what you used to be or whatever it is. We've seen the videos of how this is being used, right? It's happening pretty blatantly in other places. And it's a setup, right? Because who are the people that are pushing back the most against this kind of stuff? And Christians, conservative, the true church, is one of those groups. It's a setup. It's what's been used in the past. Mark and I have talked about that in other places. The disease and people who are not conforming to government tyranny are the cause of terrible things. So it's going to justify attacks on the FCC and in the future. And if that happens... Oh, we want, we want to be people who have had a history of fighting against it. Number nine, 
Let's just be clear. Romans 13, number 9. The law of the land is the Constitution. The law of the land is the Constitution. Not the president. Not, not even the, the, the laws that Congress are pushing out. The ultimate law of the land is the Constitution. That's why the Fugitive Slave Act, which was passed by Congress as a law, was wicked and need to be defied. That's why we don't care what the Supreme Court says about Roe v. Wade. We don't care. There's something that's right, and God has blessed us with a constitution that reflects his laws at least a little bit. Right? The more a country reflects the laws of God, the better that country is. And so Romans 13, the law of the land is the constitution, and you have the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness from the Declaration of Independence, and the constitution was supposed to flesh that out. So as Americans, citizens, Paul used his citizenship of Rome and we're going to use our citizenship in America for as long as we have it to use. And then, um, finally, to willfully obey absurd lawlessness is the worship of Caesar. To absurd, to willfully obey lawlessness is the worship of Caesar, because it requires blind faith. Do what we say. This doesn't seem right. In fact, it seems terrible and dangerous. It seems like it hurts other people and destroys things. Do what you say. Okay. It's a form of worship. What you what you put your faith in, what you trust, what you serve is what you worship. And just to do this blindly when you know what is true, when you know what is true, crystal clear true, is the worship of Caesar. That was my point five. The longest one to say. So 9.5 reasons to defy mask mandates. There are others. There are plenty others. But we needed to have that as a group, some collection, because it's going to be, it's happening more and more, particularly when we see believers out in the open while we're doing things. And we have a real opportunity to give good exhortation. And we have to remember, they are blind. They're blinded by the gods of this world right now. If you're walking around in the open-air market of Grant's Pass wearing a mask, that's not even trying to go into a store or trying to do other things. That's like walking down the street. And we've seen people respond positively to the gospel and our message and being out there and being bold and they're so thankful to see it. But yet they're still believing a lie. And we need to have compassion the way Jesus looked on a giant crowd of thousands like sheep without a shepherd and to understand that their shepherds are oftentimes leading them wrong the government's leading them wrong. And if what we believe is true, then we have an opportunity to love people in righteousness. Okay. What about the, um, the one common objection is you got to respect the business because the business might get shut down or fined $1,400 a person if you don't do it. So for the protection of the small business owner and business, you want to go in with a mask. Yeah, no. Um, I still don't think it's loving to participate. I mean, at some point in time, like you can push and push and push. And then I, I've never known one company, though, when they themselves have enforced it, they have the sign, all their employees are wearing it. And someone else walks in, they ask them, the person doesn't do it. I've never known one. That, those, those places aren't getting in trouble. That, that, hasn't, that hasn't even happened. And if that starts to happen, then we can deal with it as a community. We tell them, don't pay your fine. And then the church steps up to help and to love. 
and say, no one's paying this fine, and we're going to help support you and love you and, 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 and lead the way. And, that, and that's what the body of Christ should be doing in that kind of scenario. Yeah, let the business know that they need to stand up for their rights to yeah. be in business. That's what America is about, yeah. is having that business and having those people provide those services. And it's important because people are wanting to do that, them. but they're not. Le- but, but if we're not careful, the people that are doing that are not going to be people who are seeking the glory of God. That's what's happening right now. There's people rising up to push back against tyranny, but they're not necessarily doing so in the name of Christ. And we have an opportunity as believers to be doing that and to make sure. Yeah. Um, um, on the mask, I have a Guy Fox mask. And when I go to Primark, and they, I go to the window. I didn't want to go in. They ain't going to sell me nothing unless I've got a mask on. So I flipped up my Guy Fox mask. Well, that's fine. So um, I'm making a statement, and it gives me an opportunity to talk to other people, because as I turn around and walk away from the window, there's a guy walking up, he says, that's great. And I whipped it off, and I said, yeah, because I don't like them telling me what to do. So I'm making a statement, and then I gave her my flyer on the vaccine, which witnesses have shown too. So, uh, but something that we need to be concerned about, that most people are not yet, is that the vaccine, at least the J&J, was created to vaccinate everybody else. So if somebody gets the J&J vaccine and you're around them, you want to get away from them. Because it is spewing out those proteins and they're going into other people. One woman um, who had been in menopause for 10 years um, started up again. Um, And one guy went to bed with his wife who was vaccinated. He wasn't. Woke up the next morning. He had bruises all over his body. Mm, yep. So it's affecting the blood, and the suggestion is it's making men and women sterile. So we've all heard that, that all of that is, is a part of this, and it's also part of where it's time for the church to cry out to God to be kept safe too, right? Because God, be, God can and does <laughs> do that work. We've been trusting other things for way too long. Okay, so yeah. um, what is the, um, I don't know, are you talking to other preachers in the area at all? Sure. We so, talk. <laughs> well, what I'm wondering is, like we do the talk. churches in the area, what are they thinking about uh, this COVID thing? Are they telling the people to wear a mask to get vaccines? Yeah. 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 At a minimum to get vaccines. There's a few churches that are big that aren't make mandating masks. Most of them are. But they're, they're all, everybody's still encouraging the vaccine. So yesterday, that woman said that she wears a mask as a Christian out of respect for other people and i got to thinking not even god is a respecter of man so she's doing something that god won't even do she's respecting the opinions the whatever of other people they're going to use the argument of the lesser brother but um but that's why we have to have a full, I believe, just a full good explanation for all the reasons why um, and all of the damage and all of the, the wreckage that's being done. Um, and, uh, yeah, because Acts 10.33 says, Immediately therefore I sent to thee, and thou hast well done, that thou art come. Now therefore we are all here present before God to hear all things that are commanded thee of God. Then Peter opened his mouth and said, Of a truth I perceive that God is no respecter of persons, but in every nation that he 
He that feareth him and worketh righteousness is accepted with him. Well, that's talking uh, about not putting somebody else above somebody else. Well, but that's, that's what she's doing. She's putting other people above herself so that she can be humble and virtuous. But people assume you're c compliance with it when you're wearing masks, so you're actually giving a false testament. that's what I told her. I said, yeah. if you're not sick, you're telling a lie. And you're, they assume that you're wear a mask and on a job. in agreement. Yeah. Like earning money for a job, and insect money. Uh, earning money for a job to provide you for your family wearing a mask. Can, can you honor God by wearing a mask in any circumstance? Yes. Yes. I don't think God calls every single Christian today to lose their job. Maybe, if everybody did, maybe the mask mandates would go away. But people are losing their jobs because of masks and not getting... And, and, and trying to have the courts help them, and the courts aren't helping them. So, um, so it's, uh, I mean, you know, I mean, there, there, there's times where we're going to need to be, but that's, it's why, it's why I, in our group chat, I, I did share that passage from um, when, when Christ is saying with compassion, and then that's the passage that says, the harvest is plentiful, the workers are few, please beseech the Lord of the harvest to send out workers. There in Matthew, that's the one that I quoted from. That there, there does need to be though, com compassion for people who are confused right now. Like they're confused, and that's why we need to be able to speak to them about the good things that God has for us, and the reasons why we need to challenge it. It's the first time in the market that I talked about, um, really clearly, about what's happening to the to the elderly in our community, and I saw people do a double take. And like we're not angry about what I was saying, because I think they keep expecting to be angry at us because they see it, they see us without masks and they see us doing all these things. But there's a reason why James say the orphan and the widow, right? We're we're we are we are better than we used to be at defending the orphan in the womb and all the things about that, right? Our fight against transgenderism and against LGBTQ and all of that is a fight to help the orphan. And, and the kids who are who are fatherless or just the young in general, right? To honor our father and mother, which is actually one that we could have done for one of the reasons to defy the mask mandate, the one about the elderly. Honor your father and mother. It's it's to, it's to honor what the elderly and what's being done and what's being justified. Um, and and we just have a real. The, the better educated we are, the better spirit-filled we are in our communication of these truths. They need to be biblical truths. They need to be good truths. Um, and so, there's, yeah, there's a lot to say about that. Um, I mean, the vaccine's a no-brainer. Babies were killed and experimented on to develop it. Not, Period. Not end of story. What? Well, we saw, but I'm not sure if the brother and the other brother saw what MacArthur had to say about it. Like you can't oh. the door for it. Hey, David, grab that dog. There was a, a woman at uh, Grace Community asked MacArthur about um, about uh, the vaccine, if um, it's okay or not. You know, where people, someone needs to fly to another country to get the gospel, and, and you can't fly without a mask. And and she mentioned that there's a possibility that it contains itself in her babies. And and MacArthur, he, I don't know, exa recall exactly what he said, but he, um, 
He basically opened the door for the possibility of taking the vaccine. He completely deflected. He, he, he paid no attention to the role of killing babies in connection to the vaccine. Um, I, th I think he more than missed the vote on that one. I, th I think it was a very, very wrong um, response. How many people were influenced by, by that? I mean, that hundreds of thousands. I worship them. Hundreds of thousands. Um, and that's why it's important to use the right language. We're not saying that everyone contains fetal tissues because they work around that. There's a lot of words that they say. I don't even go there anymore. Every single one admits that it was developed, R&D, on fetal tissue. And it's proven. It's been discovered. We've known it. It's not using 40-year-old cell phones. It's new stuff. It's new destroyed image bearers of God. That's the argument. And then people have to people have to take that information and and deal with it. When we speak what is true and we're on point, just like in everything. Again, we don't want to get too distracted because our goal isn't just, you know, we need to be very quick to take whatever we talk about and shift it to the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because that's what's happening. It's a delusion. It is a delusion. The fact that most, what, 80% of the people in the market were wearing masks. 85%. Or more. Those are great opportunities. I find this works really well. I see someone walk without a mask on the store, like I did yesterday, or any place I'm at, and I walk up to them and I say, thank you. I say, what for? We're not wearing a mask. Let's start the conversation. And then before we're done, are you a Christian? Yeah. Well, and, and what's interesting, too, is unfortunately, most of the people not wearing masks are people who are um, pretty openly not Christian in Southern Oregon. You have a lot of earthy, new agey, more of the hippie lifestyle style people who are pushing back against the mask. And they have no, they're, they're not celebrating that we're preaching the gospel. And, and the vast majority of Christians that I recognize, if I can recognize them at all just by looking at their eyes, are in the, are in the market with their masks on. And so, um, again, the, uh, we just have to be clear. We speak, remember, it's not, our words isn't what come out void, uh, isn't what never returns void. Our summary of God's words isn't what never returns void. It's the words of God. It's his truth that never returns void. It's his truth that changes people. And that's why we've got to use, we use the language, love your neighbor as yourself. The world, Kate Brown doesn't get to teach us how to love our neighbor. But we've got to use biblical language when we address that. Because they do. Love your neighbor. Like I saw that on their little public service announcements. Love your neighbor. Wear a mask. Social distance. Get vaccinated. The Oregon Health Department. The state of Oregon. I mean, Kate Brown. That's coming out of there. And so as believers, we have to say, God tells us how to love our neighbor. Not the state. And then we can talk about some of the issues. You know, this is the same person who's doing this and this and this. And you're just going to blindly trust them on this? No, what you put your faith into, where you put your faith, where you put your trust is what you worship. We've got to keep it to the things that point towards who God is. And manifesting those truths in our midst. Um, and uh, I mean, it, it, yes, yes. I'm I'm one of those that's I'm still. I will not be disappointed if the Lord 
allows us to limp along in some kind of decent living in America for years still. Okay. Um, but we also, we need to not be naive. He has given a clear warning shot across the bow of America to get your house in order. Believers, get your house in order. Make sure you're willing to die for the gospel. We need a hill. What hills are we going to die on? What's it going to be? It can't be everything. It's got to be about the gospel. We've got to be able to point people to that. Because someone could end up being convinced to not wear a mask and still go to hell. I'm not trying to make people healthier for going to hell. That's not what we're about. And yet, there's a need for righteousness to be advanced in our land and justice. And um, one of the one of the things will just be a little different today than I was planning, which is beautiful. I love it. But one of the one of the um, the tasks that I that I've been given at the, the the Southern Oregon Evangelism Conference coming up is I get to talk about spiritual warfare. And I've been thinking a lot about the message from Dusty Devers about the role of even birth control and how much that has contributed to the death of image bearers of God. So he, he, went, he, he went to medical school, so he understands medical papers better than some of us that are reading it. You know, and he's saying as much as 80% of babies, of pregnancies that are prevented from birth control, end a conceived life. So if you're just talking about the days of Noah where the land was filled with blood and violence, the scriptures tell us. What if that is true? That you're not talking 60 million killed image bearers of God since the mid-70s. You're talking tens of millions a year in America. You know, the numbers are so gargantuan that they, at some point they just get too big to even process. Right? But there's a God who is omniscient. Right? We do understand what that means. He knows every single human being that's been killed innocently. He also knows the old people that are dying alone. That does not please him either. He knows the individuals getting murdered in the streets. That does not please him either. When there is no justice in the land, that does not... I mean, let's just keep going on and on and on. Sexual morality. We just... What was the post that someone just put? What age group is Planned Parenthood? I didn't read the details. Elementary and middle school? Fifth to eighth. We'll be teaching fifth Planned Parenthood will be teaching fifth to eighth graders about sexual education. Okay? Like the implications of all of this. We cannot be wise enough. There's no argument that we can give to that woman who thinks that what she's doing is right with that mask that you're talking about, that Christian, the professing Christian. We can't convince her of anything. She has to, the, the spirit of the Lord has to stir inside of her. So we have to drop truth and trust the work of the Lord and wait for, wait for people to have ears to hear because people do. And more and more will. And that's part of discipling the nations. 
I really am praying that God prepares us. I think that's what he's doing this summer for our little body, Ecclesia, is he is building and preparing us to be discipling others. That's an aspect that he has not blessed us with much yet in our evangelistic efforts. We always think, we meet people, and we think that we're there. Someone, oh, this, this woman with the kids may follow up with us, or this person may follow up, or this person, and, and it's not happening yet. And we need to be praying that the Lord gives us opportunities to be discipling. And this is the time. This is the time. I missed going to, on Friday, there was something in Gold Hill I was going to go to. I mean, I wanted to, but it just, it's, not, it's not right. Not, not the time for us. But we need to be looking for people who are gathering to oppose tyranny in Oregon and join those gatherings. Because what if the Lord could use us to speak to these people who are ready to push and are stirred up and then we can give them gospel truth and to see people saved. Right? That's what's happening. That's the, 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 the stirring that happens that's been happening in Grants Pass the last month and a half. When the when the setting is right, we saw it happen on Friday. It was only one person, but people are going to randomly swing by and ask a question. What are you doing and why? Well, I had a woman at the Methodist Church before we went down to River Valley, and the principal came by. So there was actually two good yeah. conversations Friday. So so people are asking, yeah. and that's our prayer. That the prayer is please. Please, Lord, bring those people to us, and may we act in a fashion, walk worthy in a manner that encourages those kinds of conversations. But there's there's wickedness everywhere, right? There's wickedness everywhere. Um, yeah. I had another. Uh, just going back to the point where um, it's not it's like fresh beetle tissue, and not that it's not just one that's 40, 50 years old. It's not just <coughs> that they used one. They went through. One, two, three, throw it out, didn't work, throw it out, didn't match, four, five, you know, like up to 16 for one, you know, oh, we got a match, this one works, so we just, you know, using them, throwing them out, so it's countless use of, you know, a child throwing them out. Well, that's that flavor enhancer thing that, that Seminex uses, yep. that yep. was H-E-K 230-something. 293. 293. 293. So 293 babies were murdered to come out with this one kidney cell, kidney cell that was used in the production of flavor enhancers that Pepsi uses. So we just sacrifice so much for idolatry is what we do. So we could have a better tasting Pepsi Cola. Me, 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 I, I, I. You know, the, 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 it's everything's got to be about God and His glory. And it, I mean, these are just pictures of it. So that's that's what we are living for. We're living for the glory of God. That's why defy tyranny is important, because the state is claiming to be God. Who is your father? That's what they they want the state to be your father, because they want the state to be your God. You want the state to provide for you and to help keep you safe and that you trust in the state. It's wicked. It's not wicked because it looks and smells like communism. It's wicked because it's bold rebellion against God and it hurts image bearers of God. 
And if we use the right language that's reflected in here, then I believe God honors that. And he may not produce the fruit that we like and want, but God is honored and worshipped in our actions and how we do those things. Okay? Well, Heavenly Father, I... um, I think we needed this. I think we needed this time to address some of the issues that are happening in our land. We need to we needed to see what your word has to say about what we do so that we're reminded about how to honor you in all of these things, in all of these things. Father, we love you. We love you. And we're going to move into a season of... um, We're going to sing. We're going to meditate a little longer, examine a little longer as we come to the table and appreciate communion today. And we pray that you use us to advance your kingdom. And we are willing. We are willing, even if it costs us our life. We love you. Pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.